Are you ready to not just go to church, but be the church? I'm Sherry Jones of Sherry Speaks Life, and this is the We Are The Church podcast. On this podcast, we dig deep and discover what being the church and living for Christ are really all about. How can we represent Christ to the world and share the good news with power, passion, and purpose? Let's talk about it. So go ahead and grab your tea, your water, your soda, whatever you are sipping on, and let's get ready to dig into today's conversation. I guarantee you will be blessed. Hey there, friend. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you ready to speak life and make it a lifestyle? Speak Life Moments, A Transformational Journey is a 21-day devotional that will help you transform your life one moment at a time. Go to sherryspeakslife.com forward slash books to learn more and purchase your copy. Hello, podcast friends. We are in for a treat today. I am so excited to have Jenny Lee Samuel here with me today. And she is going to talk to us about hearing God's voice. We hear about it all the time. People are on TV or Instagram or wherever saying that they heard God's voice and he told them this and he told them that. But how do we really know we are hearing his voice? Well, Jenny Lee is going to break that down for us today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She believes that walking with Christ is an adventure to be lived. I love that. He asked us to lay down everything, trust and follow him, and he wastes nothing. I love that. Love that. Jenny Lee grew up a missionary kid on a Native American reservation and was called into ministry at the tender age of 14. She went to Bible school at Teen Mania's Leadership and Honor Academy, and that is where she met her loving husband. Jenny Lee and her husband have been married for 16 years and have pastored three churches. They founded a missions organization called Free Life Missions, in which they go to nations where the gospel is rare to support indigenous pastors and seek to reach the unreached. Jenny Lee also has her own styling business, J. Samuel Styling, in which she teaches women the practicals of dress and fashion and she consults for a stylish platform out of Tel Aviv, Israel, and New York City. And it has been a great outlet for her to reach and interact with people who need Jesus while meeting a felt need. Jenny Lee and her husband are currently the executive pastors at Community Church in Orange, Texas. And she also is the host of Java with Jen. And this dynamic podcast, she has been the host for two years, And she has a passion to use this platform to help people deepen their walk with Christ and grow in hearing his voice in a no-nonsense, real-life, conversational way. And she is also a boy mom of four teenagers, y'all, but she takes joy in that as well. So thank you so much, Jenny Lee, for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Cher. I just love listening to you read that. I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to an audio book. This is so entertaining. (laughs) You have a great voice for that. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Jenny Lee, I'm excited to get into this conversation. And so, as I mentioned at the top, we hear a lot about hearing God's voice and people saying that they hear God's voice. But if you're a new Christian, or even if you're a more seasoned Christian, you may not really understand what that means. So we can just start this conversation with you letting us know what does it truly mean to hear God's voice? And then how do we know that he's speaking? Yes. Yeah, I grew up in a denomination that did not focus on hearing God's voice or the more technical term for that is the prophetic. Um, and sometimes people get a little weirded out by the phraseology, but just mm -hmm. the, the, the basic of it is hearing God's voice is, is meant to be part of our walk with him. That's part of what sets our faith apart from other faiths. Um, and so as I was a child, I've just always had kind of a, an intuitive expectation that God would speak to me. But I like to explain it to people like this. As a parent, if I were to never speak to my children, I would be considered a negligent, abusive parent because my job is to guide them and to lead them and to teach them and nurture them, instruct them. And I have to use some kind of communication to do that. Well, God is a much greater parent than we are, you know, yes. and so he communicates with us. That is part of why that's that's I mean, even since before Jesus came, he communicated with his people. It looks a little different now since Jesus came, since the Holy Spirit lives in us. But it is a necessary part of knowing him. Um, learning to hear God's voice is, well, I don't know. How deep do we want to go right from the beginning? <laughs> Just flow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, I like to break it, help, help me to understand it when I realize that every human is a, we're a three-part being, just like God is a three-part being, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but we are soul, spirit, and body. And your body, of course, being your physical body, your soul and your spirit are different. Your spirit is the part of you that's eternal. It's the part of you that is immediately made like Christ when he comes to live inside of us. Your spirit is the part of you that God breathes in of himself that gives you life. Mm -hmm. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So it's the part of you that can live independent from God. Like people who don't give their heart to Jesus, they have a spirit, but their spirit has not been saved. And so, but their soul is there. The fact that they choose not to follow him. They choose to do whatever they want to do. So my personality, um, the things that make me unique, the things that make me outgoing and extroverted, that's my personality. That's all, all part of my soul. And my personality has weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. But my spirit is perfect. My spirit has been made perfect like Christ since Christ came to live inside of me. So when I became a Christian, my spirit became perfect. So this journey of learning to hear God is really about learning to discern between my soul and my spirit. And the Bible talks about this in, in the New Testament. Paul talks about, I'm always at war with myself and I, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I do want to do, you know, and he's like talking about this, the inner man, the sanctified man is always wrestling against the unsanctified man inside mm -hmm. of me. Yeah. And he talks about that dynamic and that's the dynamic. That's the place where we're learning to hear God's voice is learning to discern between my will, my desires, my emotions, my pride, my brokenness, and what is the spirit of God from inside of me saying to me. And so this journey of becoming like Jesus 
and learning to hear his voice is really about learning to put myself in proper order where I'm led by my spirit. Romans 8, 14 talks about sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So I'm spirit first and then soul next, which is where I bring my will and my thoughts and stuff into alignment with that. And then my body. So I serve my spirit. I support my spirit with my soul and my beliefs and my decisions. And then my body, of course, is, is supported by that as well. That helped me understand when I was a growing believer that when I made poor choices, it's not that I wasn't saved. It's not that I didn't love God. It's that I had a human soul that is being made like Jesus. And that's the journey. And so the technical terms for anyone who grew up in church that knows these terms, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification is when you get saved and your spirit becomes like Jesus sanctification is the process of being sanctified or becoming like him. And that's the process your soul is on. And then glorification, of course, when we go to heaven. So anyways, I hope that's kind of big picture kind of Mm -hmm. makes it make a little bit more sense. Yeah. I I think that really broke it down for us. I like that distinction between the soul and the spirit and having that understanding of that. The soul is trying to be more like Christ. And then you have that battle, that conflict between the soul and the spirit. And that's where you're trying to hear the voice of God because you have to decrease that soul and increase that spirit. So I I think that was an excellent way that you broke that down. And then I loved your analogy about the parent. You can't just walk around and not talk to your child. So how would we expect, you're right. So how would we expect that we are God's children? So how, and and how would we expect that he wouldn't speak to us? Right, exactly. I love that. I love that. And so you, you tapped into that as well. So when we are in that battle between that soul and that spirit, what can we do to help us make that distinction? How do we make that distinction between the soul um, which is our desires and what we want and our personality and that spirit, the voice of God. How do we make that distinction between the two? When I was in high school, I went on a missions trip and the leader on my team, she talked in, in, she would talk about her quiet time and talk about her time with the Lord. And she just talked like someone who just was familiar with and knew how to regularly hear God's voice. And it blew my mind. And I just remember that's when I decided to go to Bible school there. I was like, if she learned how to hear God's voice there, that's where I'm going. And so for the, for your listeners that may be determined to learn how to hear God's voice, if you look through script, you can even Google hearing God's voice, like scriptures about hearing God's voice. And, and what it'll do is it'll build your faith for Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll kind of open your mind, like blow your mind really. Um, with the faith that this is something I can expect to grow in. In fact, Paul says that we should all deserve to, or we should all desire to prophesy, prophesying being hearing God's voice. We should all desire that because it builds you up as a believer. But I love this passage in John 10. This is where I would say to start because Jesus is talking and he makes it so plain and simple. And then I'll get into how to discern what's your voice and what's God's voice. Okay. But it says, I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep and the watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I love that. He calls us by name. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and he leads them and they follow him because they know his voice. 
but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from a stranger because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. It says Jesus used this figure of speech, but the disciples still did not understand what he was trying to say. So then Jesus broke it down. He said, I tell you the truth. I'm the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I was I am the gate and whoever enters through me will be saved. He's talking about salvation and coming through Christ. He will come in and go out and find pasture in me. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life. And later it says, um, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And he goes on. So throughout that, I don't want to read the whole chapter, but throughout the whole passage, he talks about the expectation that because you're my sheep, you, you know my voice and the voice of another you will not follow. Now. There are other passages that talk about, like if you get into the original text, it, it indicates that it's a mature sheep that recognizes his voice. And so there is a process of learning to discern his voice. For me, um, that process uh, throughout high school, it was always kind of like, I, I hoped I would hear God. And if I did, it felt like a lucky win, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah, took me, it worked this time, you know, um, but I will say that the more that you're in the word of God, the more you're going to learn to recognize his voice because you'll recognize the types of things he would say to you. If you're not spending time in the word of God on a consistent basis, you are going to be guessing if you're hearing God's voice or not. You're going to be guessing. Now, God speaks in different ways. He's not always like I don't I'm not always shouting when I talk to my kids. Sometimes I whisper. Sometimes I just throw them a look across the room, <laughs> you know, and so. <laughs> yes. God speaks to us in various volumes and various tones and in various pathways. Like he can speak through unusual circumstances and different things. So the point is the more that you are spending time in the word of God and in the presence of God through worship, you're going to hear his voice. Now in revelation, it talks about that the spirit of pro or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning when you get around Jesus, the byproduct is prophecy or hearing his voice. So if you want to get better at hearing his voice, spend time with Jesus. Now, I feel like the testimony of Jesus, meaning Jesus showed up, Jesus is here, aka, I feel his presence. I can sense his presence. Worship is the greatest way to do that. And I can get into the science of that, but we'll just, that's in a podcast episode I can direct you guys to. But scripturally, the expectation is there that we not only can hear his voice, but we will hear his voice. And I have found that for a lot of believers, um, in fact, one time, actually, there was one time that I had three people ask me in the same like 48 hour period, three people asked me, how do I learn to hear God's voice? And by the time the third person asked me, I was like, okay, Lord, are you trying to, are you trying to make me like pray into something here? Yeah. And so I, I was changing my baby's diaper and I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what should I tell them? Because this is the third time someone's asked me this. What do I need to tell them? And the Lord spoke quietly to my heart. He said, generally, they need to expect that I'm going to speak to them. And I realized that that's the first barrier for people. If they don't think God is going to speak to them, you're not going to hear his voice because your faith isn't even for it. You know what I mean? You have to know God is going to speak to you because he honors your faith. And if your faith is not fully not there, 
he's still going to honor your faith. If your faith is doubting, then that's where your faith is at. (laughs) So that's why seeing these passages is important because it builds your faith. Jeremiah 33, three says, um, says, and you will come to me and you will pray to me and I will hear you and answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So even in, even in the old Testament, he prophesied and, or he, he promised us that we could come to him and he would speak to us and he would not only speak to us, he would tell us things we couldn't naturally know. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you get God, should I marry this person? God, should I take out this loan on this house? God, should I buy this house? God, should I, you know, take this job? He tells us the things that we don't naturally know because he's a good father. So the way I began to learn to discern his voice, um, I was in, I was in Bible college and to that point, it had been guesswork. Like, I hope I'm hearing God's voice. I'm not really sure. You know, um, he would speak to me through the word and that's always the safest route is when he speaks to you through the word. Um, but the Lord, I had been asking him to teach me how to enjoy praying because <laughs> to that point, I didn't love praying. <laughs> and, and people who would talk about intercession, it sounded so torturous, like travail and hours and blah, you know, it just sounded so intense and unenjoyable. And so I was like, Lord, that doesn't sound appealing. So can you teach me how to love praying, please? And so I remember he just the way it, it, it just comes up almost like, an, like a, a complete thought all at once. He just popped this thought up in my heart where he said, generally, spend 20 minutes a night in prayer. It doesn't sound like much, but it's going to change your life. And so I was like, okay, I can do that. And that's one thing I do recognize when the Lord's helping us grow in something, I find he's really good about not overwhelming us with the task. He mm-hmm. makes it simple and bite-sized. Every, whether it's losing weight, whether it's getting good about reading the Bible, spending time, anything, it's always really bite-sized. And I appreciate that about him. Um, so he said 20 minutes a night, it'll change your life. So I started doing that after the third night, I was all prayed out. You know, I was like, okay, I'm out of stuff. What else? You know? And so I was like, okay, Lord, I've got 20 minutes. So I was like, well, what's on your heart? I mean, what do you want me to pray about? And so I would just sit and listen and listening is important. God, God's not going to interrupt you. He's going to wait and as a gentleman to speak. And so listening for his voice and, um, and then he'd bring someone just real faint. It's like, it's like those fleeting thoughts. They're not even solid imaginations, just fleeting thoughts, but I'd have this fleeting thought of a person. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I I don't know what's going on with them. So I was like, Lord, is there something going on with them? Like, what should I pray into? And I would just, I would just get still and listen. And it was almost like I would imagine myself turning my ear and putting it on my spirit, which is on my stomach, you know, it almost like I was like, literally listening to my stomach. <laughs> and so but it was, it got me out of my head, you know, and it, it kind of helped me tune into a different space. Um, sometimes I'll imagine myself putting my ear on the Lord's chest, and just hearing his heart. But I just got quiet. And then he would bring something to mind, like pray for their finances. And I would just kind of like, I don't know how else to say it, but I'd kind of just lean into that. Like in my, inside of myself, I would just kind of lean into it and kind of ponder it and be like, is there more? Like just kind of weigh on it. And I wouldn't let my mind race. If your mind races, you're going to be creating stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. The point is to be still and kind of wait on the insight to come. And so sure enough, he'd bring something to mind. I'd pray for them. The next day I'd see them be like, hey, I was praying for you. And this is what I was praying about. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm dealing with, you know? So it became a very safe practice to learn to discern between my thoughts, making stuff up 
and leaning into his quiet, still whispered voice. It's, it's still in quiet. So quietness is important. And, um, and so that was how I began to learn. And I began to recognize just real practically, if I was formulating a thought and having to put it together piece by piece, that was me. That was mm-hmm. my thinking, because that's how we think. We put a thought together consecutively. But if, if I was waiting and I would kind of get almost like a bubble that bursts and you just get this big thought all at once, or even a subtle thought, a gentle thought, anything, but it's just kind of comes all at once. Um, I found that oftentimes that was the Lord speaking. And so it was just kind of like this little nuance I, I began to recognize for myself. Um, but that was one way that I began to to kind of discern between my imaginations and the Lord's voice. So, wow. It's so much to unpack in what you just said. I'm just, my mind is blown. First of all, the part about expecting, we have to expect that we're going to hear God's voice. And I think what you were saying, a lot of Christians don't expect to hear God's voice. They just think, oh, my savior and I'm just walking around and I'm just doing whatever, but they don't have an expectation to have that intimate relationship with Christ so that he does speak to them. Yeah. I I thought that was, that was profound right there. First of all, having that expectation, then your points about you're going to hear his voice. If you spend time with him, just like your analogy earlier with the parent and the child, you understand your child, you build that relationship with your child from spending time with them. So reading the word, spending time in worship, that is how we're going to hear the voice of God. And then lastly, when you were talking about, it was just such a beautiful imagery when you were talking about just leaning in to hear the voice of God, like you felt like you were leaning on his chest and just waiting or his stomach waiting for him to say something to you. I just imagine, you know, that. And the part about how we as humans, we do piece things together. It's like a puzzle piece. We see it as this big problem, this big thing, and I'm going to put all this together. But if God gives it to us, it's just going to, I love what you said, like a bubble. It's just going to pop up. Like a bubble. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just love all of that that you said. That was just beautiful. Thank you so much. I think that really broke it down for our listeners and are really going to mm-hmm. help them to kind of have more of an idea. Um, of what you're talking about. Whenever, whenever I was addressing the fact that, um, or you were even mentioning that a lot of believers don't expect God to speak to them. I think one of the number one reasons why people don't expect it is because they may carry an ongoing sense of shame or guilt, or that they're not fully accepted by the Lord. Um, and that's, you know, that comes from religious thinking, which, and that's not like a criticism. It's what we've all had to work through, but the voice of religion will tell you, you're not good enough. You're not quite Mm -hmm. enough. You haven't quite prayed long enough. You haven't quite read enough scripture. God, God likes you kind of, you know, like the voice of religion Mm -hmm. will condemn us and will focus on what we're doing insufficiently. Well, when we feel that condemnation, those voices of shame that tells us we're wrong or we're bad, then it creates barriers in our heart. And it becomes very difficult to bring down our walls enough to get vulnerable with the Lord where we can hear his voice. Mm. And I want to speak to that because I feel like that's a really common barrier for people. And 
And even scientifically, I found out that when, and this is why it's important to deal with that and get that stuff out of the way and give yourself permission to any of the listeners, give yourself permission to just literally rebel against condemnation because the word says that there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ and that you are perfectly accepted in the beloved and that it delighted God to make you his own, that you were chosen. In fact, we're adopted there. I've, I have heard of unwanted pregnancies, but I've never heard of an unwanted adoption and adoption is always wanted and chosen. And, and so for people to, to get their heart around that, scientifically what happens in the brain is like when I'm talking with you, Sherry, and we feel like we're totally connecting and totally like on a vibe. And we're like, oh my gosh, I totally get you. I see you. I hear you. This is great. We're connecting. What happens is in the human brain, these gamma waves will move from the front to the back of your brain. And it actually lights up your brain in such a way that you can get downloads and revelation and insight and ideas that you would not normally have. That's why think tanks are a really big Mm -hmm. deal because you literally get creative ideas when you're connected with like-minded people. Well, the thing, the same thing happens um, with the Lord. And I think this is why worship is so important because when you get into worship and you can finally get your guards down and interact with the father in the way that you feel seen and loved and received by him, it literally wakes your brain up to receive from him in a way that you can't, or maybe you can't as easily otherwise. And so I think that's why worship is such a powerful key. When I have, when I worship, I hear from God every time I have encounters mm-hmm. with him. I, you know what I mean? You know? Yes. And so worship is a vehicle into his, into not just his presence, but encountering with him and, and hearing his voice because scientifically it literally lights your brain up but then emotionally it helps you get your guards down. And so I just wanted to address that because I feel like that can be a huge barrier for people, that condemnation and shame and guilt stuff. Yeah. Oh no, that is so true. That is so true. And I agree with you definitely talking about that religious mindset and how it does hinder us. It hinders us from having that intimate relationship with God because we're looking at it as this checklist of checks and balances and I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So God isn't pleased with me. So I can't talk to him and he can't talk to me. And as you said, we definitely have to break those barriers down. So yeah, I definitely appreciate you elaborating on that. That was, that was awesome. Now you were talking about how when you first became aware and really learned how to hear God's voice, what impact did that have on your spiritual walk? Did that take you to another level in the Lord or did it open you up to do new things for him? How, how exactly did that impact your spiritual walk? It went from my time with God was just a discipline and just a religious exercise to life. It became life for me. In fact, there have been a number of instances in my life where hearing God's voice completely either saved my life. Like there was one time I was being chased by this guy and I was new to the area and I was stopped at a gas station and I saw this guy parked by the convenience store part of the gas station. And I could tell in his side mirror, he was watching me, you know, us Mm -hmm. girls who got that car, you know, so I could tell he was watching. 
So I kept kind of an eye on him. I finished pumping my gas. I get in the car to leave and I see him put his foot in the car and close the door and he starts to follow me. And I, that's one time where I heard yelling at me. He was like, yes. he was, don't go home on the inside. The Holy spirit was like, don't go home. Don't go home. But I was new and I didn't know where else to go. So I, I managed to evade him. But in that moment, if I had just thought, oh, I'm just making things up. I don't know what that guy could have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the voice of the Lord inside of me was cautioning and protecting me. And I'm so grateful. You know, other relationships I wanted to be a part of or, or whatever. And the Lord stepped in and said, this is not someone you need to be in a relationship. You know what I mean? So there's just, there's so much, the voice of wisdom, literally Proverbs says saves your life. And it, it really, really does. That, that was amazing. I am so glad that you heard God's voice and you did not go home and you yes. were able to evade that person. Cause like you said, there was no telling what was on his mind, what he could have done to you. And so I, that was very good. I mean, a very good practical demonstration of how God's hearing God's voice can elevate us spiritually and can save our lives. Like you said, it is life. Hearing his voice is life. So can you share with us a time that hearing his voice led to something unexpected, like an unexpected blessing in your life? Oh gosh, I have like a flood of, of different things that are coming to mind. But the one we had talked about, you and I had talked about earlier was how I ended up in fashion. Um, I had always known I was called to ministry since I was a young child. And so my mission was grow in the Lord, learn the things, serve at the church, do ministry. And, um, and there came a point when it was actually like a, the Lord is so kind. He knew I never would consider fashion. I would not, I would not have considered any other industry because I was on a mission. And so for about two years, all these strange things were happening. I would, I would go places and people, random strangers would stop me and would be like, oh my gosh, this is the best outfit I've ever seen all day. Would you come and style me? And I'm like, do you know how weird that is? That you just asked a perfect stranger, yeah. you know, like uh, what? And so right. I'd have weird things like that. But then at the same time, all the prophet, and I, we, we had kind of a prophetic climate at our church. We ran a school of ministry. And so we taught our students how to hear God's voice. And our church was very prophetic. And um, so for two years, every prophetic word that I got, had something to do with clothing or fashion. One of them's like, wow. see you with a blazer and high heels. And I felt like the Lord was saying, he's taking you to higher places and he's establishing you in business, you know, or, or they'd be like, I saw you in this gown and it had all these things. And you actually took it and turned around and showed there was a line of people behind you and you taught them what it was about and all these different things. So I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, whoa, like that had multiple wow. layers of, of purpose, but it was like, it was just strange. It was really strange happenings that were so much. It just got my attention and made me go, what is going on here? And then I had a dream. God speaks through dreams. Not all dreams are from God, but when he speaks through dreams, it can be very powerful. And I had a dream where I won't go through all the details, but basically it felt like heaven sat on top of me through my whole dream. It literally felt like it was so, it felt like there was no barrier between me and heaven. It was so weird. And in the dream, it was about the Lord promoting me and putting me in new places and, and establishing me in new ways and, and developing new things in me and that he was preparing me. 
And, um, and right after that was when I got a job offer. No, no, no. I was suggested to apply at Stitch Fix as a stylist. I didn't know about the company. The Lord opened doors for me to get hired there. I was one of the only people in my area that ever got hired there. And then they closed hiring in our area after I was hired. And so the three years I worked there every year, I was just grandfather claused in because I was outside their region. And that was where the Lord began to train me and began to equip me for what I'm doing now. And so it's just, and even the company that I'm working for in Israel, I had started, I had felt like, you know, like a record when it spins, but it's not playing music, but it's spinning, Mm -hmm. but there's no music. I felt like my life was kind of like that. It's like I was on, on neutral, just waiting for the next thing, but I didn't know how to kick things into gear. And so I began to pray and I said, Lord, I need you to connect me to the people that will connect me to my future. Never prayed it before, but it just, it just came out of my heart. And so right after that, the Lord connected me to this company in Israel and I'm consulting for them. I'm helping them develop their platform and, and it's a platform for stylists and and clients who want to be styled. And so just these really bizarre open doors, unique opportunities, things I could not have done. Like on Monday, I'm going to be training the, the, the Lamar university news anchors in our area on how to dress for camera. So it's, but it's these opportunities that come to me that I couldn't have done. So the Lord's, I I wouldn't even say it's so much the Lord's voice so much as it's almost been like his hand has been guiding, but Mm -hmm. the the affirmation and peace has been there that I'm in the will of the Lord, even though challenges have come and whatever. And I've tried to put it down a few times. I I never can. The Lord always puts it back in front of me. So maybe that's another way that the Lord speaks through peace and open doors and things you couldn't, you couldn't do for yourself. And so, but that is one way that hearing his voice and knowing how to follow his lead created unique opportunities. So. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That, that, and that's a blessing. And and just the, I was picturing people coming up to you in the street, (laughs) asking you about your outfit and stuff like that. Um, Cause listeners, you can't see her, but she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady. And so I can imagine them coming to you like, Oh, you look so fabulous. I want to look like that too. But um, that's just but, so awesome. Well, and it was so unusual because what nobody knew is like literally 10 years ago when I was a youth pastor, I had no sense of fashion whatsoever. I was really? not allowed to look at fashion magazines growing up. I never, I was lived on hand-me-downs. And so I had one of my youth girls who was a junior high girl come into my closet and teach me how to put necklaces with t-shirts. Like, oh, wow. I was fashion efficient. And so for me to be working in the field I'm working in with the skills and and giftings I have now, 110%. Yes, yes, that is God. That that, that is nobody but God. (laughs) That is amazing. So just going from, like you said, no sense of style to now you are going to be helping news anchors learn how to dress. And yeah, you're connected yeah. with this company in Israel and God has opened all these wonderful doors for you. That is amazing. That is a blessing. Mm-hmm. So listeners, I think that should be an encouragement to you all. If you take that time and you develop that relationship with Christ, then you really take the time to like, like um, Jenna Lee is telling us to listen. Stop being so whirly all over the place, thinking in your head and trying to figure things out on your own. But take that time to be quiet, as you were mentioning before about being still, taking that time to be still and listening to God's voice. You have no idea where he can take you and what door. True. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. 
So we've talked, you've kind of already shared um, a little bit about how, what we can do to be more sensitive to um, God's voice. You mentioned in reading the word, you mentioned worship. Is there anything else you would add to that? So say our listeners are like, okay, Jenny Lee, okay, Sherry, I get it. Y'all have told me, I understand. I need to expect to hear God's voice. I need to take time and have a relationship with him. But how do I do that? Obedience, part of that. When you, the Bible says, if is today you hear the Lord's voice, do not harden your voice in as you did in the rebellion, but in essence, respond. And we see that throughout scripture. Whenever God speaks, there's almost always a response that's required from us. There's an instruction or there's a, there's a leading, there's a, there's a response. Even if it means I add my yes and amen to it, there's some kind of a response that's needed. And so my husband and I teach, um, teach our students that if you're wanting to grow in hearing God's voice, don't worry about, you know, hearing God's voice every time or this, that, whatever, just the next time that you feel that you hear God's voice respond with obedience. And so one little practice that they can do, and this is another thing that we did in Bible school that really helped us pay attention was if you carry like a little notebook or just a note on your phone and just write down every single time you feel like you might be hearing God's voice throughout the week, just, just do it for a week or even just for a few days. What it does is it trains you to begin to pay attention and to listen and kind of keep your radars up, but then you can look at it. And then as you look through it, it could be no, don't have that second dessert. <laughs> it could be, <laughs> why don't you go exercise? You know, for me, one time it was, I just kept having the thought to um, back up my hard drive on my computer and I never did. And then my computer crashed, you know? So sometimes it's just like a recurring thought that won't quite leave you alone, especially mm-hmm. if it's coming out of nowhere. That's probably the Lord. And so just having that practice of writing it down just in the beginning, you don't have to do it forever. I don't do this anymore, but, but writing it down whenever you feel the promptings will train you to begin to pay attention. And then if you do feel an instruction, make sure you obey. And if you feel like you're in a time where you're not hearing from the Lord, go back to what was the last instruction you felt like he gave you and then just obey and, and maybe even repent (laughs) for not obeying (laughs) and just go and obey. And, um, and you know, there's, there's various factors. We really could talk about this for hours, but I mean, if there's offense and unforgiveness in people's hearts that will block your hearing of the Lord, because the Lord says, if you do not forgive others, your father in heaven will not forgive you. And it, it becomes a barrier to the relationship. So dealing with our hearts on a regular basis, cleaning out forgiveness and repenting of just junk. I mean, doesn't have to be long and drawn out and emotional and dramatic, you know, but just dealing with it, you know, just get it out of the way. And, um, but those are some simple ways that, that they can learn to, to develop the hearing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jenny Lee. I have enjoyed this conversation and I think our listeners have enjoyed it. I think they have learned a lot and I think they're going to put the things that you're mentioning into practice so that they can hear the voice of God. Um, So Mm -hmm. I would like for you to just share any closing remarks that you have, the main thing that you want them to walk away with. And then also let them know how to connect with you. Because I know after they hear, after they finish with this podcast, they're going to want to connect with Jenny Lee. There is so much more that we could have even covered on this topic. You know, how to, how to have powerful prayers by hearing God's voice and praying what God would be praying, you know, like praying in his will as a way to have really 
impactful prayers. My sister laughs all the time because she's like, God just likes you. He just answers all your prayers. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's good. <laughs> you know, and he does. I have an expectation. He's going to answer my prayers because I pray according to his will. So anyways, that's all part of learning to hear his voice will ramp your prayer life and make your prayers really powerful and effective. And so if anyone wants to dig into that more, I do have a number of episodes on my podcast. I know episode 12 and 13 are both about learning to hear God's voice. And those cover a lot of foundational elements. And then there's some episodes, I think it's like 37, 38, 39, and 40 is, um, it's a series of, again, learning to hear God's voice. And so they're over there. You can kind of just scroll through the episodes over at Java with Jen. I'm on all the major platforms and, and yeah, that'll, that provides a lot more resource, but if they even want to reach out and ask questions, they can always DM me on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on Instagram at Java with Jen, and that's a great way to connect as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listeners, she's giving you additional resources. She's telling you about these episodes. She's telling you how to connect with her. You need to connect with Java with Jen. Listen to her wonderful podcast. Listen to the content that she's sharing. Go check out those episodes and connect with her if you have any questions. She has a beautiful spirit. So I know she will be more than happy to help you. But listeners, thank you so, so much for tuning in. And we will chat with you next week. Hey, podcast friend. Do you enjoy this podcast and the content that we share? Would you like to support the work that we're doing? You can just buy me a coffee. Yes, it's that simple. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Sherry Jones and purchase a cup or two. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Be blessed. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of We Are The Church with Sherry Jones. I truly appreciate your listening ear. Please share this episode with someone that you know could benefit from today's conversation. Follow us on Instagram at wearethechurch underscore podcast. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and hit that button so you do not miss an episode. You all take care, be blessed, be safe out there, y'all. And remember, the church is not a building. We are the church.